Bank of America is dedicated to bringing diverse women talent into the company and to supporting the economic empowerment of women around the world. Recognizing the vital role women play in driving economic growth, Bank of America helps women make connections to build their businesses and make meaningful contributions to local communities. Through partnerships with multiple organizations, Bank of America has helped more than 75,000 women entrepreneurs access mentoring and the capital they need to lead, create positive change, and grow their businesses. To learn more, visit bankofamerica.com slash women. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mika Straight Up. We've had a busy start to 2022, really busy, not stressful, just busy. Uh, obviously, the announcement of the 50 over 50 list, and then we opened 50 over 50 Asia, 50 over 50 Europe, and we're getting ready to go to Abu Dhabi for our huge event that is on and around International Women's Day. And that's in March. So we have a very busy few months ahead of us. And I think, actually, the 50 over 50 list really has started a whole new conversation about women and equity and longevity. Equity in longevity. Because where we stand on equity, equity is we're still not equal. What is still holding us back? My next guest is going to talk about that. But the fact is that we have a much longer runway, and hopefully that gives us more time to achieve equity, or if we can achieve equity earlier, or perhaps even tip the scales in our direction, we can make much more money longer. And by the way, that's okay to say. Um, joining me now She's in my friend group, and I never actually had a friend group until I met Caddy Kay, who is, yeah, she, you see her hosting Morning Joe, but she started the Confidence Code series. And she's perfect for this conversation because I think one of the reasons why we're not where we need to be is confidence. Women struggle from childhood into adulthood. And as a result, women make less, women say less, women get to do less. And a lot of that goes right to a lack of confidence. And Caddy has studied that with her Confidence Code series. Caddy, you've got the Confidence Code for women. You also have Confidence Code for girls. This is a whole, like you've looked at every angle of this. Tell me, tell me exactly what your platform uh, involves. You know, when we started looking at confidence, we got into confidence because we were doing a book with my, I, I write with my co-author Claire Shipman, and we were doing a book on the the value of women in the workforce, exactly the kinds of things that you look at too, Mika. Mm -hmm. And we would interview these women in very senior positions. And we kept hearing women when we asked them, how did you get to where you got to? And they would say, well, I was just really lucky or that other one, I was in the right place at the right time. You know that one. Mm -hmm. And it occurred to us, we never hear men say that. And that's what got us into looking at confidence and whether there was a confidence gap between men and women and how we could close that gap. 
And when we were looking at it for women, it became pretty clear to us that we needed to kind of go right back in time and start looking at confidence in girls, um, and particularly middle school girls. Girls lose about a third of their confidence between the ages of nine and 13, and they never get it back. And we realized that if we want to have a generation of confident women, we need to raise a generation of confident girls. Uh, And many of the struggles we face are similar in adulthood as they are in our girlhood and our, our years of puberty. But the way we tackle it can be slightly different, but it's all about confidence. I wonder if um, the data changes with the onset of social media. And I, I just can't even imagine how tough it is for young girls now. It's already been you know, proven in some data within Facebook and Instagram's own research that girls and their confidence and their mm-hmm. ability to view themselves realistically and and to be gentle to themselves and to, you know, like themselves has just plummeted due to the stress put onto them by social media. I can't imagine that helps build confidence. So one of the the roots of our lack of confidence as women and as girls is a desire to be perfect. We, We set ourselves this impossibly high standard, right? If you want to be perfect, give it up. You're never going to get there. It is an impossible bar to meet. When you have a social media platform added onto that where you project a perfect image of yourself, right? Your Instagram feed is full of perfect shots of yourself or your Snapchat streak is perfect, you know, with your friends or whatever it is. You have a perfect number of likes out there. That just adds to that desire to project perfection to the world. And the more you try and be perfect, the less risk you take, the more afraid you are of failing and of doing all of those things that we need to do if we really want to build your com- our confidence. Your confidence doesn't come from likes on an Instagram post. It comes from doing things that are hard and getting over hurdles and getting outside of your comfort zone and literally banking confidence. You don't do that just by having a perfect snapshot of yourself on social media. And I think that's, for me, the real concern about social media. It can be good in some ways. It can connect us with people with similar passions. You and I are on social media because it's a way of reaching people with our message and our, Mm -hmm. you know, and and finding people who share our values. But for girls in particular, this, this thing about social media where you have to be perfect on it, that's what really worries me when it comes to confidence. And you brought up the word bank, bank confidence. I think... (laughs) I want to jump to adult women because, quite frankly, you can't raise confident girls if you're not a confident woman. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I mean, I have found myself struggling with my own confidence, which was the reason I built Know Your Value, because I'm like, I need to know how to know my value. I need to document this process. Why is this so hard? And, you know, I realize I have some, some... makeup work to do with my own daughters. There they are, if you're watching on YouTube. Aren't they cute? They're a little older now, like by 20 years. Um, but because I was not confident, I, you know, you hedge when you're giving them advice. You question things you shouldn't be... Que- Guys don't ask the questions we ask right. in terms of making decisions. And so banking confidence for women is possible. And you say that you can actually build it. Even if you've gone through half your life without confidence, you can build it by banking it. Explain that. So one of the things that surprised us about confidence is that some of it is genetic. Yeah. There are some 
kind of annoying people out there who are just born with confident genes. You, you know the people I mean. They just kind of breeze through life. Nothing phases so them. Yeah. They have genes that predispose them to confidence. I don't. I, I tested don't my genes. I'm pretty much a basket case. But the confidence I have is what psychologists call volitional. It was my choice. I have done things that have challenged me. And by doing that, I have grown my confidence. And that's what I mean by building it. I, I almost see confidence like a wall and you build it brick by brick. It's mm -hmm. almost physical and tangible and no one can take it away from you. When you've done something hard and you've overcome a hurdle and maybe you've even failed, right, along the way or you've struggled along the way, but you've actually come through the process and you've come out stronger the other end, no one can take that away from you. You have banked a solid bit of confidence. The next time you go into that meeting and you feel intimidated because it's all guys. Let's face it, we still do that thing, right? Mm -hmm. We go into a meeting, there's two women and 10 men around the table and the men are talking and talking and talking and you have to kind of summon up your confidence to, to raise your hand or to just put your question out there. Once you've done it once, the second time around, guess what? It's that bit easier. You've banked a bit of confidence and that's how I see confidence. I see it as a process and it doesn't matter when you start. You don't have to do it from the age of 10. You can start at the age of 50. It, it is a process you can choose. And that's why I love this subject of confidence, because it's something that each of us individually and immediately and independently can all choose to make more of. And, so, uh, and it, it, it involves a certain amount of struggle. That's what I was going to say, is that some people don't want to put themselves out there. And that's where I struggle, trying to like say, you have to. I'm sorry, nobody can do this for you. You know, there are the... Types of people who are saying, you know, it's, that's just not me to tout myself or to, you know, get in a meeting and be talkative. I don't think, Caddy, there's, um, I, I don't think there's any way around that. I think you have to be able to put yourself out there. And the only way to do it is to try and, by the way, feel the burn of messing up. Yeah, and look, why are your bosses employing you? It's not a charity you're working for. They're not putting money in your bank account every month because of a favor they're doing you. They're paying you because they want your opinions. Mm -hmm. You're actually not doing anyone a service by holding back. Your opinions are just as valid as every other person around that table. Do you really think the guys in that room are more qualified than you are? I don't think so. Do you think your bosses are paying you because they are feeling generous that month? I don't think so. They're paying you because they want to hear what you have to say, because you have something to contribute. It's the same with promoting ourselves. You know, it's something that women are not often very comfortable with. But one way I find to approach this is think, your bosses are really busy. They don't actually have the time to know every single success that you have had at work. You kind of owe it to them to let them know when things have gone right and why they've gone right. And just find a way to be comfortable with that. We, we talk about lots of different ways women can promote themselves and, and talk about their successes, because if you don't, guess what? You're not going to get the pay rises. You're not going to get the risk assignments. You're not going to get the promotions that your male colleagues are doing. And honestly, they don't deserve it any more than you do. The world will be better off if you have those assignments. So take them. Yeah, that last part. I want to go back to your first question. You said, do you think the guys in the room are better at their job than you are? Here's the problem. I think we do think they are. And <laughs> no, no, here, I'm serious. I'm going to tell a story. Because they lie. They lie all the time, Caddy. They, don't, they lie like rugs. I mean, I was in a meeting with Joe when Morning Joe was starting. And 
they were like um, giving everybody contracts, okay? Trying to like get this show on the air and keep it on the air. And we're in there with a meeting. I'm getting hives thinking, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally getting itchy. If you could see me right now, I'm getting hives thinking about this because I'm sweating so much. I wanted a contract so badly. I was good, by the way. I was the reason the show came together, in my opinion. I look back now with much more confidence. But back then, I was like, I just need a job. I just need a job. I got fired a year ago. I just need a job. And they're thinking about the contract, and I'm thinking, just give me the contract, and as soon as you give it to me, I will sign it, right? And Joe is like, yeah, no, we, we, you know what? I, uh, I'm not going to sign that contract. I, uh, I need this amount and this amount and ridiculous amounts. And he said you know, this show is going to beat Imus. Imus was the highest rated show on MSNBC, a show that we were replacing because it got booted off the air. And there was no proof that we would beat Imus. Zero data, no info. And he's saying that like it was true. And so I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm talking about you, honey. I am. <laughs> I'm talking about how guys lie. Hi, Jack. Hi, Joe. I'm talking with Caddy K on my podcast. I've never lied before in my life. Yeah, you told Phil mm -hmm. Griffin that we would beat Imus. Let me. I've never lied once. Oh, Bill Clinton. Okay, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. We're work out. Okay, have fun. You guys are cute. Anyhow, that guy right there um, was just lying. He was just lying. And then, by the way, when they wouldn't give him the money, he said, well, just give me ratings bonuses if I beat Imus. And they did that because they thought, oh, that's easy. You'll never have to pay him. What did we do for, like, the first year, the second year? We're 15 years into the show now. We blew the roof off those ratings. He got those bonuses. And, Caddy, he was lying. Back to your question. Do you think the guys in the room are better at their job? They act like it. So maybe we think that. Right. The point is, they're not. They're lying. Yeah, and, um, and you are not there by the grace and favor of your employer. I think that's the flip side of it, right? They, so Columbia University has done fun studies on this, and they show that men, on average, tend to overestimate their ability by something like 30%. See? Columbia calls this honest overconfidence. Or lying. They actually don't think they're lying. They think they are, you know, Superman. All of them go around thinking they're Superman. Anyway, they overestimate their confidence, their, their ability. We tend to underestimate our ability. That's right. So you put those things together and you see why there is a confidence gap between men and women. But it's really important for young women in particular, actually for women of any age, mm -hmm. to realize they are not there by the grace and favor of their employer. They really aren't. You're there because you're good. Right. And you have to act like you're good. Because if you don't, you're doing everybody a disservice. Well, that and you won't get a great deal. And then you won't feel comfortable in your job. And then you'll end up being kind of annoyed by it. And right. then you'll end up kind of complaining all the time about it. And then you'll end up in a negative place. And then people are like, who's that negative person? Yeah. So it's like a bad cycle. Mm -hmm. Because you set yourself up for failure. You've got to get the money matters. Making sure you're getting paid as much as your colleagues or a good amount matters. When I finally figured out my pay situation at MSNBC and I was actually balanced out with the males on the set, I will tell you that that day that it happened, I got better at what I did. I felt like I belonged. It was... You know that commercial, the shampoo commercial, where the woman's like, oh, yes, 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 and it's like <laughs> herbal essence or something? That was me. I was like, I'm so good at what I do. 
They're paying me. Yeah. And it makes a difference to be treated well. Yeah, and it's okay to want it. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing. As what are we talking me? about exactly here now? <laughs> I mean, well, it's okay to want everything. <laughs> okay, but it's good. okay to want the money too. That's right. <laughs> it's okay to want to be paid well for what you do because if you're not being paid well, you're not being valued. Mm-hmm. And actually you're not valuing yourself, which is just as important. And and I and that's, you know, I think a lot of women when it you've looked at this a lot Mika, but when it comes to asking for pay raises, it, and this is what we found in middle school, right? This is what we found with girls, which is so fun. Girls have this thing of wanting to please people. Mm -hmm. It goes with that lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. And part of wanting to please people is never wanting to rock the boat, never wanting to be difficult. Oh, my God, that word difficult. She's so difficult, right? Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of women feel when they go in and ask for that pay raise. Oh, my God, I better not ask for a pay raise. They'll think I'm difficult. Do you think that ever bothers your male colleagues who are asking for a pay raise once a month? No. Nope. They're too busy lying. (laughs) Too busy lying. I love that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's like my sons when they come out of a test. My sons went through the whole of middle school and high school coming out of tests saying, no, mom, that went really well. Re- no, I, I'm really pleased with that. You know what? They got like a B minus or a C plus or something. And the next test they would say, no, no, I actually, no, I think that went well every oh, single time. It's like in It's like it makes no difference. The facts don't matter. The facts don't matter. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, when I'll beat Imus, I'm thinking, you're lying. Yeah, I, and I kind of wanted to like take that up in the room, in the meeting. I'm like that. We we don't know that. Um, why are we talking about that? We don't know that. All I know is, gosh darn it, I'll try my best. Like, who wants to hear that? Right. You, you know, the way I think of it, because it does come back to confidence, and that's why I love the Confidence Code series and this entire platform is brilliant because it really gets to the essence of of what's holding us back. You know, the belief in ourselves or the ability to articulate what you're excited about or what you're passionate about, that's confidence. Um, Being happy is confidence. Letting yourself be happy is confidence, trust me, (laughs) because I didn't know how to do that for a long time, and it takes confidence. You know, it's, it, it, it synthesizes itself in many different ways, but it leads to a healthier, happier life because it's a positive outlook, but it's you taking control of your destiny, of your future, of this conversation. And, and accepting, I think one of the things, I talked to you earlier about that um, study we had from teenage girls and how they lose about a third of their confidence. Mm-hmm. Well, the number one reason why is they become afraid of failing. Yeah. And I think a lot of what holds us back from taking those risks or asking for pay rate, from a lot of things we want to do is this colossal fear of failure that we have. But guess what? People fail. You failed. I failed. A lot. Your parents have failed. Your teacher has failed. Your boss has failed. Your boyfriend has failed. Your husband has failed. Everybody you know has failed. It's a really annoying part of the human species. We fail. Get used to it. And the younger you can get used to dealing with failure, in a way it's liberating Mm -hmm. because then you can take the risks. Then you can do the hard stuff. Then you can, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen if you ask for a pay raise? The very worst that's going to happen is you don't get it. Mm -hmm. But you've already then put it on record that you want it, which is in and of itself a good thing. So I think getting girls and women used to failing and not seeing it as this monumental thing that everybody is talking about from here till kingdom come and everybody's focused on your failure because you know what? You're not everybody else's headline. 
They just are not that focused on you. You have to get used to hearing the word no and not taking it so unbelievably personally. I remember at my very, was it my very first, oh my God, uh, very first Know Your Value event, except for the one in Hartford, um, which I did all by myself. But the first one that I did with NBC, we were in Philadelphia and Tani Deutsch got on stage because we were doing Closing the Deal with Caddy Kay and the Confidence Code series. I remember. I was there. Then Donnie goes, hey, listen, it's like dating. And I'm like, oh, no, Donnie, please stop talking. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not, please don't insult this crowd, okay? And then I will say, he goes like this to the audience, who wants to go to lunch with me? And I'm like, please stop, Donnie. What are you doing to my event? And he's like, anybody want to go to lunch? Anybody? And he's like, you? You want to go to lunch? She's like, no. And he's like, do you want to go to lunch? A lot of no's. And then one person's like, eh, eh, maybe. And she kind of puts her hand up. And he's like, that's life. That's, that's business. That's dating. Right. It's, you get a lot of no's. Yeah. But you know what? You keep asking, you're going to get a yes. Or maybe that half hand up. And I'm thinking... I get that, sort of. I I get that. That was really a horrible metaphor, but (laughs) I understood what he was saying, was that guys don't, they're not I just want to talk to the one person who put her hand up and said, yes. (laughs) Did she know what she was letting herself in for? I took her to the side and I I (laughs) held her by the neck and I said, just stop now. No, but uh, Donnie's great. But he he really did um, kind of crystallize the thinking of a man, yeah. you know, the confident thinking, oh, no, forget it. I don't need it. I, that was a no. I'm going to forget that. We don't forget, do we? We never forget the no's. No. You know, <laughs> and we don't, we don't forget the – we have this thing called ruminating mm. that women do. We're really good at it. And it, it's, you know, we, every little bit of criticism, every little failure, every problem, it goes round and round our brains. We're like a dog with a bone. I remember a while ago my husband had a – misunderstanding that he had a kind of row with his boss Mm. and about a week later I said to him so you know Tom you know how's it going with Jessica and he looked at me like what do you mean how's it going with Jessica and I said well you know you had that row last week with her and you know I was just thinking about he said yeah but that was last week I was worried about my husband's row with his boss that he had already forgotten about (laughs) that is what we do we ruminate we we have to let it go that is a big problem I think women sometimes wear, like I got fired from CBS and I literally wore it on my forehead in magic marker for a year. And every job interview, I mean, I did I wasn't present for it because I was so busy worrying about what they were thinking about the fact that I was fired. No one cares, no one cares. if you're good. Why is it you? It's them. Why do we think it's us? That to me is a confidence issue. Most people are too busy with their own problems and their own lives to be very worried about your failures. You got to learn to press reset. So as we close, I need like a list. Give me a list. I'm going to take notes. <laughs> uh, it's Confidence by Caddy K, The Confidence Code. If you had to give like three amazing pieces of advice to a woman who is really lacking in confidence mm-hmm. and she works. So she needs this confidence. What's your advice? How does she start getting it? Okay, go write down a checklist of all the things you've achieved in your life versus all the things you've really screwed up in your life. And I'm willing to bet all the things that you've achieved in your life, that list is a lot longer than the screw-up list. Mm -hmm. And remember that. The next time you're thinking of taking a risk, remember that list. Okay. When you're thinking of taking a risk... Do a really honest assessment about what the downside is because nine times out of 10, you are way overestimating 
the downside of that risk, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You ask for a pay raise, they say no, they've said no, you still have a job, at least you've asked. It's no big drama. So think about, the on, be honest about the downside of the risk, be honest about your achievements in life. And when you do fail, be kind to yourself, treat yourself as you would your best friend, mm-hmm. not by beating yourself up because people fail. Robots don't fail. Annoyingly, people do fail. So you're just going to have to kind of get used to it. I also think that they they slowly bank confidence when they do that, right? Yeah. So every time you do something hard and you overcome hurdles and you master something, you are banking a little bit of confidence. But here's the great thing about this is that you're not just banking confidence in that thing you've learned. You want to learn Spanish. It's difficult. You make mistakes. You make a fool of yourself the first time you speak to a native Spanish speaker. But eventually you get a little bit better. But in the process of banking that confidence in speaking Spanish, you've also realized you can do hard things and overcome hurdles and get better at almost anything. Mm -hmm. Because it transfers the process of growing your confidence isn't specific to that one thing you're learning. It's then well, I learned Spanish, so hey, I could run for PTA president or I could learn to run a marathon or I've done these hard things, I can do more hard things. So growing your confidence is cumulative. Somebody described confidence to us once, a professor at Ohio State. Confidence is the stuff that turns thoughts into action Mm. and thoughts without action are pretty useless. And I love that definition because it's all about doing things. It's not about people telling you you're great or patting you on the back. It's about doing things. And when you do things, you grow your confidence. I love it. Caddy Kay of the Confidence Code series, your co-author, Claire Shipman. You guys have built something amazing here, and it's so helpful to so many women and to so many girls, which I'm so glad you wrote the Confidence Code for girls as well. Thanks so much for being on Mika Straight Up. Thank you, Mika. Thanks for joining us on Mika Straight Up, brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America is dedicated to bringing diverse women talent into the company and to supporting the economic empowerment of women around the world recognizing the vital role women play in driving economic growth, Bank of America helps women make connections to build their businesses and make meaningful contributions to local communities. Through partnerships with multiple organizations, Bank of America has helped more than 75,000 women entrepreneurs access mentoring and the capital they need to lead, create positive change, and grow their businesses. To learn more, visit bankofamerica.com slash women. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation.